The agency tasked with protecting the rights of British Columbia workers, the BC Employment Standards Branch, is overwhelmed, leaving some workers waiting months or years to settle disputes with employers. This is part of an article the other day in Glacier Media. Long delays and rising cases deny BC workers justice, say critics. One of those critics is our next guest. She is the interim executive director of the Worker Solidarity Network on the line for from Souk this morning as we say good morning and welcome to Pamela Charon. Hi, Pamela. Hi, good morning. It's good to have you with us. We appreciate it. The uh, BC Employment Standards Branch is overwhelmed. That's the opening line in the article we picked up on the other day. Talk to us about exactly how overwhelmed, because this is serious stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're just here at the Workers' Solidarity Network. Just, there's evidence of shortcomings of the branch, such as these complaints being left unresolved for years yeah. and sometimes investigations not being conducted uh, thoroughly and lack of practice investigation. And, you know, these concerns for us is due to such of a limited and adequate budget for the employment standards branch to be able to carry out its mandate. And because of this, it's the, the employment standards branch is in crisis. So you talk, for example, in the piece that you uh, were uh, quoted in extensively, uh, some numbers. In 2017, the Employment Standards Branch received 4,400 complaints. Two years later, they received 7,600 plus. That's an increase of more than 75% in those two years. Pretty safe to assume the rate of increase has continued since then. That's correct, yeah. And given all those numbers, it's it's reasonable for us to be advocating for a corresponding increase in in the budget for for resources for the branch, um, considering there's uh, many complaints coming through and workers are being denied justice through so this process. What are the people at the Employment Standards Branch saying about all of this criticism being leveled at them? Clearly, they're swamped. Uh, sometimes, as you point out in the article, it can take uh, months to have an initial conversation with a caseworker at a branch and could, could be years before a resolution, if ever, could be reached. So this is not... This is not customer service of any example. What are they saying at the Employment Standards Branch about all this? I mean, I'm not sure what what they're saying. And, yeah, I don't think this is, like, a a branch issue per se. Like, I think this is a systems issue where they just don't have the adequate funding to do the work that they're mandated to do. But, you know, I think... You know, they're probably overwhelmed for many, many reasons. And that's because... um, you know, in 2019, there was the removal of a self-help kit, which was which is which is a great thing, um, and uh, that means there's the removal of this process that was a barrier for workers to file a complaint. So now workers are free to just file a complaint online without speaking to their employer beforehand. And I'm sure you could see why that would be a problem to speak to your employer yeah, who's right. denying you your rights before you file a complaint. And we, you know, we think that's a really positive thing. But because of that, there's an increase in complaints. Um, and, those, you know, workers now have more rights. We have paid sick days now. Um, we have higher uh, minimum wages. And this would mean due to the fact that we have more and more rights, which are also a good thing that there would be more and more uh, increase in complaints that come through the branch. 
So then if that is the case, as, as uh, more rights become entrenched and there's more to talk about. But the other thing, though, that, you, you, that it, I think is key is if you're in, the, in a workplace situation and something is going wrong and you know that it, it could cost you your job if you don't get some kind of input from somebody as to what do I do here? It's just not feeling right and it's not going to end well. Well, somebody says, call the BC Employment Standards Branch. That's the, that's what they do. They're here to give you advice. How likely in that kind of situation are you to get any advice in what could be a fairly urgent moment? Um, I think yeah, the complaint process goes in. You do it online or you could call them. The wait times to speak to somebody is takes quite some time. And I think that's fair. And um, but I mean, you know, is it likely for an employee to file a complaint if they know they have to wait over a year to receive their wages? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. And we view that as complaint suppression. Um, and, you know, we think that because of that, it might, you know, limit workers from filing complaints to address their issues at work. So is there some appetite? I would assume that the Employment Standards Branch falls under the Ministry of Labor. Uh, the Ministry of Labor, the Minister of Labor, is going to uh, have a provincial election to deal with within a year at very most. Uh, could this sort of blow up in their face if they don't get at it and address the overwhelmed nature of the Employment Standards Branch? This could backfire, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Ministry of Labor has committed to addressing workers' issues and, and bolstering the current complaint mechanism at the Employment Standards Branch in, its, in his current service plan. So we're just, you know, putting pressure and holding him accountable to ensure that there is an increase in budget uh, to the Employment Standards Branch. And, you know, we believe that this will help workers receive justice in a timely manner and, and also proper procedural fairness when it comes to addressing when the laws are being broken. And, you know, if we... If there isn't any increase in budget to the branch, it, you know, to us, it just means that our government is complicit in major workers' rights and human rights violations. So what is the Workers' Solidarity Network, Pamela? Tell us a little bit about your outfit. Yeah, we're, uh, we're formerly known as the Retail Action Network, but we consist of non-unionized and precarious workers across British Columbia. And we advocate for the rights and interests of workers while uh, taking collective action to improve labor standards for all um and we also have like a labor advocacy program where we support workers with dealing with the employment standards branch and navigating the you know difficult systems of that and also supporting workers with human rights and work safe complaints as well we had an immigration conversation in our last hour talking about among other things temporary foreign workers are those people covered when they come to canada to do whatever task they've come to arrived here to do do they have any protection under bc labor laws they do yeah it depends what type of work that uh temporary foreign workers are performing uh if they're working in agriculture, they have some limitations to some of the protections like minimum wage and overtime pay. Um, but any worker who's not unionized um, who, who and aren't exempt from the Employment Standards Act are have protections uh, at the Employment Standards Act. And can a, temporary, can a temporary foreign okay. worker approach the BC uh, Employment Standards branch uh, as any other uh, per- person in the workforce can? They can, okay. yeah. Of course, there are, you know, there there might be risk of temporary foreign workers addressing their rights in the workplace due to fear of retaliation or losing their employment, or um, especially if they have closed work permits. Um, and you know, 
that's why we know that this crisis at the branches could be extremely harmful to like low wage, racialized recent immigrants, young and women workers, which is why it's important to continue advocating for to uphold the minimum standards for workers. So are you optimistic? Final question, Gene. It's good to have you with us. Are you optimistic the government's going to respond with some kind of uh, increased staffing and and re- realistically addressing the shortfall? I guess that's the only thing to be optimistic, right? <laughs> Okay. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on things. And uh, as we see developments, we'll get back to you and, and you can tell us what you think. Pamela, thanks for this today. Thank you. Have a good day.